Welcome to Strategy Talk, where the editors of Strategy Page discuss current events with a splash of history. I'm Dan Masterson, host of Strategy Talk. With me today is the editor of Strategy Page, well-known military author and game designer, Jim Dunnigan. Also joining us is the associate editor of Strategy Page, columnist and author, Austin Bay. Welcome, Austin and Jim. Thought we'd talk a little bit about the problems uh, Iran is having with the Israelis. It's... Uh, in my mind, quite humorous, but uh, I, I don't I don't think the Iranians see it quite that the same way, Jim. No, and actually, there's something else going on there. It's not just all the things going boom, especially the uh, item, the facilities related to their nuclear and, and ballistic missile uh, programs. Uh, the fact is that uh, Iran is falling apart. I mean, the uh, decades of uh, sanctions have hurt the economy that plus the corruption uh among the uh, the ruling you know uh, the religious leaders the uh, the religious dictatorship as they call it um which has been bringing out the crowds in fact they they've uh, they've executed 11 of the protesters so far as an example but the protests continue um the other somebody else i think did a an analysis and showed that last year they were having a large number of you know things going boom you know major accidents as it were uh, but none of them were uh, in the uh, the nuclear and missile facilities, which get all the money they need. It's the rest of the economy that is going boom uh, for lack of maintenance and uh, what have you. Uh, their commercial airlines crash all the time, so of course do their military aircraft. And what the uh, government is trying to do is, A, not admit that all these, these, these explosions and uh, what have you are normal, which they are in many cases, uh, in most cases, um, but there's, there's, they're still sulking, as it were, about the uh, way we uh, killed their, their uh, head of uh, their IRGC, General Soleimani, in January, along with a few of his key Iraqi ally, you know, aides, as it were, the head of the local Hezbollah, the Iraqi Hezbollah, and uh, <clears throat> they've not recovered from that. Uh, and I, in fact, I just did a uh, Iraq update this week, uh, and, and they are having more problems. It's getting worse, and it's it's coming to a head because they're pulling out all the stops in Iraq, uh, fearful that they're going to be tossed out. They keep asking for the Americans to leave. The Americans want to leave. Uh, the Iraqis don't want them to leave, but they want the Iranians to get out. Uh, so Iran really can't say. What is really happening, uh, they're trying to spin this, sounds like American politics, they're trying to spin it in a direction that will make uh, them look like the victim and uh, basically blame it on Israel, which they do for most things to go wrong. But uh, the Iranians have figured it out. Most of the things going wrong in Iran are the fault of their uh, religious dictatorship and not uh, Israel. Now, Israel is striking back. Uh, we've written that up several times on a strategy page. Uh, Iranian hackers were uh, found poking around in the uh, Israeli uh, utilities systems. Uh, and the Israelis later found out that was part of a larger program to try and disrupt the Israeli uh, support system, military support system for wartime. Uh, that is closely integrated with the, uh, the civilian uh, economy. Uh, and it's well protected as far as these things go. Uh, but the as Iranians have been making a very you know, uh, uh, strong effort uh, to make some headway there. They got caught. 
Uh, and now the Israelis are striking back in many ways that we don't hear about. I mean, there have been some instances uh, where the uh, Israelis have been making attacks on other, uh, how should I put it, friends of Iran and making it look like it's Iranian hackers. Uh <laughs> Which, again, the Iranians have to explain, well, we're not competent enough to prevent that sort of thing, and it really isn't us, et cetera, et cetera. So they don't talk about that either. So there is basically a cyber war going on between Israel and Iran, which is complicated by the fact that the uh, religious dictatorship is under siege, as it were, under attack by their own population uh, for all the problems that the uh, the religious uh, dictatorship has caused, which are catching up because the religious uh, rulers have been in charge since the 1980s and they have not improved things. So, Austin, how do you uh, see things going there? <clears throat> Look, very similar to Jim. Jim's done a, a, a given you a, a really good, uh, uh, succinct uh, description of of what the Iranian dictatorship, the religious dictatorship, uh, has caused, and and now what it uh, what it faces. Let let's just go through a, a couple of places. The action continues uh, in Syria. Uh, the Iranians had said that they were going to uh, improve, and 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 we had something on the strategy page about this. Jim Jim wrote about it. Iran was going to improve uh, Syria's, meaning Assad's uh, air, air defenses. But as, as pointed out in, in, in that uh, up, up, update, Iran is uh, lacks the technical capability to uh, build a uh, first-rate, even second-rate air defense uh, in, in, in Syria. And at the same time, when the Iranians have all their technicians in there and have uh, their various uh, various operatives, they get killed by two or three different factions. And if they're found to be conniving with uh, Lebanese Hezbollah or the or the like, and 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 plotting a, an attack on uh, 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 on Israel, the suddenly the bombs go off, or the planes show up, and uh, the Iranians uh, lose uh, another uh, not just manpower. The, the Israelis. There was an article I read. Now this was two months ago. The, the, the thinking was is that at least 25 Iranian. I shouldn't say thinking. The evidence was 25 uh, Iranian uh, logistics dumps or, or depots had been hit by Israeli airstrikes or, or even uh, 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 missile missile strikes since uh, the uh, the end of uh, of 20, uh, 2019, and that was in Syria. In other words, the uh, weapons depots uh, and uh, ammunition dumps, and some kind of cases, some of these uh, technical sites where they've uh, uh, left, uh, you know, equipment for uh, radars, communi communications, and the like. Okay, Iraq. They've lost a lot of support within Iraq. Uh, Jim already talked about the fact that uh, the U.S. wants out the Iraqis. For the most real Iraqis want uh, a U.S. presence, armed presence, uh, to remain. But uh, Iran doesn't have the money to spend on Iraq anymore on pumping up the uh, uh, popular uh, Mujahideen uh, militias, the uh, pro-Iranian militias that uh, have so plagued uh, Iraq. He doesn't have the money in the, the, to throw around anymore. They're still locked in in, in in Yemen, and they've got internal issues. Now, I've talked about their their 
their exported wars, but their own internal issues. And Jim mentioned the, the domestic. Let, let's, let's start with water. There's still, uh, in June, there were still five major Iranian cities, actually regions, that were suffering from severe water problems. What is the issue there? Well, decayed infrastructure. That goes back, as, as Jim pointed out, the Ayatollahs have been in charge really since, well, 1979, but definitely since 1981, uh, uh, when uh, Bani Sadr was uh, the first elected president, was uh, overthrown in, uh, by the Ayatollahs and, uh, and exiled. So now they're responsible for that lack of uh, uh, maintenance. That's and it's 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 certainly contributed to well, Wuhan virus. I know I'm supposed to call it COVID nineteen, Wuhan or Chinese Communist Party uh, virus. What it is, that's just savaged Iran. Now there are various figures out there. Uh, I've seen. I think the one we had up on strategy page fatalities was between twelve and and thirteen thousand. But there's some uh, suggestions, in, in indications that that's grossly underreported, maybe by a factor of 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 hundred and fifty percent. In other words, you're you're looking at uh, thirty thousand deaths in uh, uh, in Iran. How many illnesses? We don't really know, but. Degradation of water facilities, degradation of medical facilities. Yeah, it's the the medicine's really good for the nomenclatura and the uh, Revolutionary Guard Corps, uh, their Pasadaran, and for the uh, elites uh, of the dictatorship. But the, uh, Iran in 1979, when the Shah's regime fell, had comparatively in the region a uh, a good. Uh, uh, medical medical facilities, uh, reasonable national health care. That doesn't exist when I say a, a level of, uh, of being able to provide uh, medicine and uh, pharmaceuticals and, and uh, medical care to most of the population, uh, with exception of some of the uh, poor and more remote, uh, remote areas, but certainly in the cities. That's not the case now, Dan. Everybody's seen it. Uh, degrade over time, and that's been one of the accelerators on why uh, Iran was uh, it was one of the first uh, first places savaged uh, by the uh, Chinese virus. Last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna say too: the sanctions have bit. Jim mentioned that I'm talking about U.S. economic sanctions with the end of that absolutely ridiculous uh, uh, nuclear deal that the Obama administration uh, promulgated, and they're not—they're not—they're uh, the regime has real problems with finances and also accessing the uh, 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 banks banks throughout the world. So what are they doing? Well. We reported on this is that uh, there was a, a leak that Iran and China were uh, about to sign a, a, a big long-term deal. And it, uh, the, the leaks, uh, it was pretty clear that, that Iran was trying to get China to step up and give them a heck of a lot of money. Well, uh, today, you know, we're, the day we're re re recording this, there is a uh, detailed report on Voice of America on this deal that has now there's plenty of evidence for. 
And Iran has asking China, and China seems to be inclined to do it because it's an, another way to uh, buy and purchase an ally. $400 billion investment, primarily, of course, in Iranian uh, oil and uh, natural gas. Uh, the irony on this is absolutely bitter because the uh, Chinese Communist Party regime, uh, one of the worst of its uh, uh, <laughs> crimes against humanity is what they've done to the Uyghurs, the uh, Muslims out in uh, Western, Northwestern uh, China. And here it is, this uh, Islamic revolutionary regime is buddying up with the uh, Chinese uh, dictatorship, uh, buddying up to the tune of $400 billion. Now, is that going to work? Who knows? But that's, that is really a sign of the, uh, the extraordinary desperation that the uh, regime is under. Now, to take this back to the explosion so that you, <laughs> that you uh, uh, mentioned, yes, there have been a number of explosions at uh, nuclear-related uh, laboratories, also in a couple of places that uh, are related to potentially related to nuclear weapons uh, uh, fabrication. But one of the more interesting, now those were the explosions, one of the more interesting cyber operations in, in which the Israelis owed, uh, owned up to. And I believe, Jim, you had this in, in that July 14th uh, report you had, was uh, at one of yeah. our major ports, they, they, uh, they hacked, <laughs> hacked, hacked the control <laughs> uh, machines, both for the containers you know, for, for the containers, and also you have to bring, you know, bring trucks in to unload, offload, and the like. And for two or three days at least, there was a huge traffic jam getting into and out of the port because they weren't able to move the containers. They weren't able to communicate. And, of course, you've got this big line of, uh, of 18 wheelers uh, stretching uh, who, how far, who knows. But the point was the Israelis showed that they could do it. And uh, it, it, was it tit for tat? Because the Iranians have certainly tried to uh, hack uh, uh, Israel. They made a big deal out of uh, last year, and then I believe again this year, that they were uh, trying to uh, uh, hack in, in, into uh, Israel's uh, grid. I don't know if that came off. Jim might know. They got close. They, they, were, they, they were, got close. They were That's poking what I around a water supply system, okay. a local water supply right. system. So, so the Israelis sent them a message. Uh, and is that an explosion? I think it counts as an explosion. Shows you what they can, uh, uh, what uh, 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 their capabilities of absolutely tying up uh, a uh, critical uh, port that, uh, <laughs> with a regime that's that's already running out out of money, uh, running out of medicine, running out of food, and has, as I said, at, at least five regions that are having water problems. Uh, doesn't look good, Dan. Yeah. I, Jim, on the Israeli side, I guess the Iranians have been wanting to wipe them off the face of the earth and that. And I think the uh, Israelis have slowly but quietly gone about, you know, making sure that the Iranians aren't going to be able to do this, correct? Yes, the Israelis' uh, long-range plan is to go back to the pre-79 situation where the Iran and Israel were, were basically 
friends. I mean, they they traded, uh, they uh, they exchanged intelligence information, et cetera, et cetera. The Israelis tried to warn the Shah about the problem he was going to have with the uh, the Shia religious leaders who were sitting in exile in Paris. From whence they made all these, uh, they took advantage of the, uh, the, 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 how should I put it, media warfare at the time, which consisted of uh, making uh, audio cassettes and, and sneaking them back into uh, into Iraq, uh, into Iran. Uh, of course, now it's all the internet, and the Israelis have more control over that than they ever had over any earlier uh, media. Uh, what the Israelis don't want to do, which they are being forced to do, is show their hand. For example, that hack into the uh, into the largest uh, container port in Iran was something they were saving for a an emergency. Now they have to redo that because the Iranians are you know uh, closing some of the 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 the, the uh, vulnerabilities that the Israelis were exploiting. So the Israelis at great expense. I don't know how much it costs. Probably a couple hundred thousand bucks uh, to basically develop a new attack plan. Uh, as the old saying goes, you know, defeat teaches you more than victory. Uh, the Israelis are acutely aware that they learned a lesson in 73 when they got a bad case of the victory disease and, and the Egyptians, you know, humiliated them for a few days. Um, the, uh, you know, when they say never forget, they're not just talking about the Nazis. Now they're talking about their own hubris. Um, and that's something we, we report on regularly. You know, it, it's out in the Israeli media and what have you. But the Israelis do have a large arsenal of attacks, which they have not used. And that makes the Iranians, you know, nervous. Now, uh, normally, uh, you know, a, a country that's in that situation would forget about the offensive operations and spend much more effort on the defensive operations. Uh, but that does not seem to be happening. I mean, the Iranians are still trying to poke around. They, they have to have a victory. That's what it comes down to. The government, as Austin pointed out, has been pushing this, destroy Israel. Well, they're moving in reverse. The Israelis are destroying them. Not only that, you know, in the most horrible of developments, the Israelis are now friends, soon to be diplomatic friends, so to speak, officially, with most of the Arab Gulf states. Now, the Iranians thought that would never happen. Well, never say never, because now it's happening. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the Arabs finally realized, you know, those Iranians, we always hated them because they're Indo-European. But these Jews, they're Semites. We're Semites. You know, let's all us Semites get together and, and beat the crap out of these these in the European Persians. Um, and that's something the, uh, the, that's the worst nightmare for the Iranians because they thought they could always rely on the, uh, on the hate the, uh, the Arabs had developed for decades against Israel. Well, the Arabs are now pu pushing back. Now that's hard and that's hurting them domestically, but they're doing it. Uh, journalists are saying good things about uh, Israel and, you know, uh, state controlled and independent media, especially in Saudi Arabia, uh, the uh, the quiet negotiations, you know, I mean, they're already exchanging information on uh, terrorism and what have you. The Israelis have been extremely useful and have saved the Arabs a lot of problems, you know, uh, by tipping them off to something that Iranians are up to. Uh, this is basically the Iranians showing, look, this is what happens when all the Semites work together. Um and that is that is slowly but surely swaying, you know, uh, most uh, Arabs because, you know, the, the Arab governments for decades, they push this this hate, hate, hate. And that has that, that basically has a long term effect. You know, kids, generations are raised, you know, blaming everything on Israel. And all of a sudden, Israel is our friend. They say, what? 
you know, I mean, basically they're putting their own domestic, uh, you know, political power at, at risk uh, and taking a lot of heat domestically. But most Arabs realize that Iran is a major threat. And the Iranians proved that when they made that uh, that drone, uh, you know, uh, quadcopter uh, cruise missile attack on a Soviet, on a uh, Saudi oil facility and cut uh, Soviet, uh, uh, Saudi uh, oil shipments for about 10, 20 percent for a few days. That Jim, basically uh, hit them me, in the paybook. Yeah, and, let me make and, a, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I want to make a, make a comment about that because I'm glad, glad you brought it up. I was going to, uh, if you didn't, uh, the, the Saudis were so very surprised by that. I mean, and the, uh, of course, the you know, analysis came back that the Iranians had, had used a, a kind of a circuitous route that, that, that some of those drones were launched out of Iran. The uh, Israelis supposedly over the years, and I, I, I believe it to, to be the truth, had been telling the, uh, telling the Saudis, we can help you with air defenses. We can help you, you know, we, we, can, we can help provide you should you be attacked by someone else. And I, 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 the Saudis are aware of it. I think they were already making deals with the Israelis. And, of course, we're there uh, too uh, with our surveillance. But I think that brought it home to them. That, yes, uh, exactly. that I really do think that that attack on that huge refinery complex uh, was was a, a, a learning experience, not just for the Saudi government, but for everybody in Saudi Arabia and for uh, for a lot of the uh, Arab uh, Arab coast, the uh, Gulf uh, Gulf Arab states. In fact, so, even, even before that attack, the UAE, who may have been listening to the Israelis, you know, more diligently than the Saudis. The, well, the, the, the UAE is, is a collection, as we've described many times, of uh, independent states, the United Arab Emirates. Uh, and they have always been more forward looking. In fact, the UAE has a has a better uh uh, clean government rating than the Israelis by a few points, which I thought was humorous. Well, because it, well, as many Israelis have said, you know, we're turning into a Middle Eastern country. Be that as it may, the the Emirates, the UAE, with the exception of Qatar, but that's another story, uh, have basically been always in touch with the Israelis. Absolutely, I was going to say that because of the trading mentality that uh, of uh, of the uh, Emir- uh, of the of at least two of the Emirates there in the UAE, they uh, were in touch with them both at finance and and uh, uh, trade levels. I didn't mean to interrupt on that. Yeah, but the, the UAE is also showing the Israelis that the oil is running out. The Emirates never had as much oil as, as the Israelis. They always had to depend more on trading. Uh, dealing with others. In fact, they only survive. The Emirates only survive by making deals with foreigners, usually non-Muslims. Uh, you know, they were threatened by the Turks. They were threatened by uh, the Persians. Uh, they were threatened by the Saudis. Uh, and they basically made, I mean, our, our major air uh, naval bases and air bases are, uh, some are in Saudi Arabia, the air bases, but mainly they're in the Emirates. So the Emirates know who their friends are. The founder of the uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, Abdul, uh, uh, Abdul Aziz bin Saud. Ibn Saud. Abdul Aziz Ibn Saud. Yeah. He basically said that outright. He says, you know, make friends with the Americans. They are far away. Uh, and they basically don't have the, the track record of, of, of walking all over the Arabs like everybody else does. Uh, and we have basically held to that. We've made, and that is one reason why 
they're willing to go with the Israelis because they noticed the Americans always sided with the Israelis. You know, they're like these clever Emirates. You know, they know who where the real power is, and we're only basically hurting ourselves. And of course, the the Saudis also note that the American patriot system uh, has saved them from a lot of embarrassment because they've stopped all the ballistic missiles. The uh, the Iranians have been firing from Yemen, and of course, blaming it on the Yemen, you know, Shia rebels. Uh, and of course, the Israelis come in and say, "Look, we 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 co-developed." Air defense systems with the Americans, uh, not the not the Patriot. Although some of the later improvements in the Patriot came with some so uh, some uh, Israeli input, but they have developed a replacement for Patriot, a Patriot, which they are offering for sale. Uh, and but they also have uh, you know the Iron Dome, which can stop you know the uh, the, the rockets and the uh, the short range stuff uh, coming across the border, which is a problem the Saudis have down on the Yemen border. And I, I believe they've already offered that. Said, look, we can we can sell you, you know, Iron Dome, uh, maybe through a third party, but it's still going to be obviously an Israeli system. But that will stop all that nonsense. Uh, and we can also help you, as as you've already pointed out, as Austin already pointed out, uh, with the uh, with the radar systems that can catch catch and help you intercept the. Uh, uh, the low flying and slow flying, you know, uh, UAVs and, and even quadcopters with explosives because they've been dealing with that. In fact, that may have already happened. I, look, I sudden, think, I think, it, I think that has been much happened. more successful in shooting and detecting and shooting down uh, these these low altitude, slow, low, you know, attacks coming out of Yemen. That hadn't hadn't happened before, and of course they're they're basically broadcasting that. They're showing, they've, they're sending they're, they're they're giving the media you know gun camera footage of uh, of Israeli F-15 shooting down uh, these uh, basically the uh, Iranian version of the uh, Predator, which are loaded up with a hundred or so kilograms, a couple hundred pounds of explosives, and sent against you know targets inside uh, Saudi Arabia. So the Saudis are convinced. Their big problem is a public relations one. You know, how do how do we basically undo half a century of anti-Israeli propaganda? Well, the answer is carefully. Uh, so you can't blame them for that. But at least they're doing it. The UAE is really ahead of that because their people, their their population has understood. You know, they'll get out there and say, you know, that to Israel, but not as much as the Saudis or even the Iranians. Uh and it's just in their in their genes, as it were, in their historical, you know, experience, uh, that we should be we should have the Israelis on our side openly, not just covertly. Uh, and that's something that's happening slowly because they do have a public relations problem within their own countries, <laughs> and explaining well why were you wrong for so long. So I I mean they're handling they have their own way of handling that. It's their problem. They have to deal with it. So you really can't you know tell them. I mean. And indeed, the Israelis are probably <laughs> advising them there, but the Israelis can also tell them, he says, you know, all that propaganda, it's even got 20 percent of our population who are Arabs, you know, most of the Muslims. Uh, they are anti-Israel, except when it comes to not no longer being Israeli. <laughs> and they, you know, they, they have this anti-Israel, you know, attitude. Uh, but at the same time, they're, they're, the, one of the things they're most afraid of is losing their Israeli citizenship. <laughs> so, you know, you can't have it both ways. And I think a lot of the Arabs are realizing that, including the Arab Israelis. I, I, I want to – what I was going to – Yeah, wrap, wrap it. Have, so – All right, let's go – I'll go right – Wrap it up for us. Ron. Jim said, 
you know, the Israelis have showed some of their cards. But I'll tell you, one of the things is, is that, that Iran is in such dis- desperate straits. There are a lot of people there who are angry with the, the regime. And they, I think, m- maybe not just for money, would turn on the uh, turn on them. And the Israelis are, are prepared to exploit that opportunity uh, should they need to do it. What I just said, yeah. I think uh, they're already doing that. I think uh, I'm sure you're right. How's that, Dan? That's great, guys. So, you know, it makes me think that uh, not next time. I'll let people know what we'll be doing next time. Uh, we'll be talking more about uh, Jim's tour of uh, wargaming history uh, and talking about Jutland and some of the other things that he's done. But uh, I think in a few weeks we ought to do a, a tour of what's happening in Syria, uh, Jordan, Egypt, and some of the other uh uh, countries there in the area with uh, COVID and uh, how they're dealing with uh, conflict in general. So right. I th- sounds next, good to me. Next, next month for the, the the regular strategy talk, as opposed to the the special special uh, edition board yeah. gaming history strategy. Talk, right. Yeah. I think it'll run about six six episodes. Right. Yep. That's what we're hoping. Um, and uh, we'll t- talk to you guys next time. Indeed. Take care, guys. Bye. 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 Thank <laughs> you.